Hey guys, welcome back to 50 Pages of Literature. I'm Natalia, and today I'm here with... Thea! Julia! Today's podcast episode is called Sink or Sail because we're talking about... B-Diddy! Woo! This podcast is brought to you by... Molasses. Molasses is a free browser extension that automatically applies coupon codes when you check out online. When you're about to check out, Molasses searches the internet for all the best coupon codes to give you the largest, largest discount possible. You can get discounts on all your favorite bookstores and save hundreds of dollars on your purchases. All you should do is go to joinmolasses.com slash 50 pages of literature. That's joinmolasses.com slash 50 pages of literature to start saving money today. Okay, our first ship is Dimsdale and Chillingworth. Okay, so starting off with Dimsdale, he's a super high position in society because he's a priest. He arguably is very prideful and self-involved as the way that he would never sell himself out and rather have Hester take all the blame. He has a strong set of morals, which ultimately leads to his moral self-destruction and his demise. I would also say he abuses power because he took advantage of a woman who lost her fiancé and then used his position to sleep with her, which is, you know, corruption. That's not great. I, I feel like we could also say that he's smart and charming at the same time because his charm is what draws everyone to him as their like favorite priest. Um, he also loves being the center of attention, as we see multiple times. Every time he has a congregation, he try, he like goes on tangents, being very honest about his thing, but he also knows he's doing it to attract attention. He's also extraordinarily religious, which, again, is what leads to a strong set of morals. Um, and then we have Chillingworth, who, again, has a high position in society, maybe not... Um, the one in Puritan New England, but um, he has a high position in society as a doctor, and he's also an ext- extremely um, prideful and prideful person. He has a strong self a sense of justice and like morals, as you see when he gets really like mad at Hester for like sleeping with another man after he was gone for like four thousand years, um, and then he like goes out to hunt Dimsdale because he feels like that it like that he needs justice, and he said that he's gonna like torture this whoever Hester slept with because justice and then he's also easily adaptable as we see like with him with the Native Americans and him in any situation and I feel like that also works with the fact that he likes blending in easily which because he doesn't like being the center of attention that much because then he can't like do whatever he does and he's also definitely very fake especially with like Dimsdale okay so let's talk about the ship for starters, they're both smart. They they can communicate with, well, well with other people, so they, that means they could also probably communicate with, well with each other. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, <laughs> they are both very smart. Actually, Chillingworth was a doctor, so he obviously had to be smart. But in Puritan New England, science was actually frowned upon, and it wasn't seen as something that was actually valid. And Chillingworth was a doctor, and Dimsdale was a priest, so obviously that would not uh, go very well together. Yeah, uh, you know what? I agree with Natalia on this. This is that science versus religion, you know, aspect. And it's one's going to, like, think a lot more rational than the other, and that could cause each other to, like, step on each other's toes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, like, also, they they both have high positions in society. They both know when to back off. Like, they know what to do. Who they, though? Like, Who they? they don't look at the public. Like, they've always both been very good with other people, even though they're, like, going with, going through, like, their own, like, troubles or whatever. You never see them failing to show, show like, a good But face they public. both died because they were so prideful. So why would they suck up their pride for each other? Like, 
Yeah, I feel like it would just, because they're so prideful, um, that would just cause them to clash and constantly fight and try to assert dominance. But it could also mean that they both have, like, a very strong sense of, like, morals and justice, and when those align, I'm sure they'd, like, be a really powerful, like, duo. Which is why they either bring out the best or worst in each other. So what are we thinking, guys? Sink or sail? Um, total sink. That boat would be at the bottom of the ocean. They're just too much like each other. Yeah, I agree with Julia. I definitely think it would be a sink. Uh, I just think their personalities are too strong for each other to be compatible in any way. I personally love to say sail because when they would work out well together, they'd be like really great together, but there's definitely more cons. So I'd have to say sink for this one. Our next ship is Abigail and Tom. So Abigail, we have, is a fantastic liar. She's a manipulator. She's very selfish. She basically is the cause of the witch hunt. She spread death and destruction. She lied incre- incredibly. And she has no compassion for anyone else or, like, any of the consequences. And she's not scared of any of the consequences. So trash <laughs> okay and then uh the next part of this ship is tom and tom very much like abigail is not a very great person he's very arrogant he's very hypocritical he's racist sexist uh essentially a bully um he also has a very bulky appearance because he had he played a lot of um sports in college so that gives him an even more aggressive and dangerous vibe he's very stubborn very close-minded and he's always scared of being replaced as the top dog kind of um some examples of this are him uh feeling like he's going to be replaced by gatsby in his relationship with daisy and um how he feels like he's going to be replaced by quote-unquote the rise of the colored empire which just doesn't really make sense at all um okay some pros with this relationship honestly tom and abigail would be this like destructive toxic duo which maybe isn't healthy but it would still work you know because they're both very toxic people uh i feel like abigail would give tom this major needed like ego boost and she also isn't older men so well julia you're kind of right about the toxic duo but at the same time like that also means that when they do end up like splitting it's gonna be the most destructive end you've ever seen so it's kind of it's kind of not great i agree especially because um they just they have such strong personalities both of them um it just it wouldn't go well because uh, because abigail is quite independent and she has a lot of like power when it comes to causing a lot of big scenes and tom with his sexist views that just wouldn't line up because he would always want to find a way to control her and with her personality that that just didn't wouldn't it it wouldn't work out no but think about it they're toxic so they're gonna just keep coming back to each other i feel like they're equal like obsessive like that also he was married to daisy so like and that is a very loveless marriage so i don't feel like he values love or respect in a relationship so that could potentially work but the other problem is like just how john proctor was stayed relatively more loyal to his wife than he did to abigail if tom does even close like similarly anything similar to that it's gonna end in the worst way possible because like abigail is gonna like start gaslighting everyone around her because the minute like the man wrongs her she goes crazy 
Exactly. And I think she actually does value a little bit of love in their relationship because if she wouldn't have been jealous, um, if she wouldn't have wanted love, she wouldn't have been jealous of the way John Proctor would always uh, value his wife a bit more. And that just proves that she's going to want a lot more um, than Tom. And it just it wouldn't line up their preferences and their values and stuff. Maybe they're more of a fling than like short term. Uh, I kind of agree with you. Okay, all right. So, what do okay, we what do we think, guys? Sink or sail? I definitely am going to go with sink for this one. I feel like, on one hand, it'd be a really good toxic duo while they lasted, but when it ended, it'd be such a train wreck. I definitely agree. It's definitely going to be a sink for me. They just they're way too strong for each other. It's it would not end up well. You know what? I'm gonna say ship just because I feel like they would get together even if it wasn't for forever. Okay. Okay, now time for a quick ad break. This ad is brought to you by Grammarly. Writing is not that easy. Ask any of the wonderful novelists we've mentioned today, but with Grammarly, you've never had to break your writing float or fix errors with its quick autocorrections. Grammarly can not only fix grammar mistakes, but also makes help make sentences more concise and improve your writing. Use Grammarly to make sure your writing is more logical and less wordy and save time in editing. If Hawthorne had Grammarly, maybe the Scarlet Letter would be more concise and we could see Hawthorne's mindset rather than just implications. Okay, our third and final ship is Hester and Benita. Okay, Hester has gone through a lot of religious abuse. Um, she arguably was taken advantage of by another priest. Uh, she has a lot of inner strength, and Loki, you can kind of call her a feminist. When asked like for the name of the father of her baby, she says, I will not speak. She fights for her family and ownership of her baby as well, and she grows and finds her identity, which is first marked by the Scarlet A. Benita is also a pretty independent feminist. Um, she dreams of being a doctor, um, and she has a lot of high dreams for herself. Um, she's thought of other things aside from being a doctor um, that are also pretty difficult for a woman um, in her time to attain. And she also struggles a bit with her identity as a well-educated black woman because she finds herself surrounded with... Um, non-educated um individuals who try to undermine her efforts so guys what do we think is it a sink or is it a sale okay so i personally would say i think it's a sink like marriage is not at the top of either of their lists they're like both more into like finding themselves and like what if they just like feel less committed like over time because yeah, it's it's going to be difficult for them. And also, Benita can be quite opinionated, which might clash with Hester. And also, religion can be a really sore subject because Benita is all about, like, finding her own way. She's not really all about God, right? Yeah. Whereas Hester is, like, very, very much about God. So, I'm going to go with Sale. I totally ship them. I feel like they are both looking for their identities and they will go stronger with each other. I feel like they bond with being kind of misused by society's judgments. And they were both on the brink of running away at one point in their lives, but yet something like kept them to stay. Yeah, I agree with Julia. I definitely think it's a sale because they just, they have a lot of ideals that line up with each other. And while they're both independent or they're both at least feminists, um, I think that could help them because they could have a, a common thing to strive for. And because they have such powerful um, views um, together, it would just uh, work well. Okay, guys, thanks for tuning in. So join us next time when we all are cramming in our 1 a.m. essays. Yeah. Bye. Bye.